You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Geek Card Check Podcast. My name is Tyler. And I'm Kate. We are Chrysalis this week. Again! Uh, Chris, what, what, what is again, it with him? It is crazy. Well, I guess I can't. I'm not really... That's true. Well, I, I'm not really one to speak. I missed, what, three weeks uh, back uh, about a month ago. So You were getting married. Chris is already married, okay. so I do not know what his excuse he is. is. He, he even has, has kids no already, excuse. so, like, that's covered. <laughs> what's Yeah, what's going on? Uh, yeah, we are, we are back again. Uh, Kate and I, uh, we've got, we got a kind of a loaded schedule coming up over the next few weeks, but we thought we would sit down and do right before Thanksgiving, uh, which we will be taking at least one week off for Thanksgiving. And, uh, but we thought we would give you a, a bit of a check in, maybe some things to watch over the Thanksgiving week, maybe mm-hmm. to ease that time with family, you know, or maybe I should I say like, like smooth out some of the time that, that you might be with family. Uh, so we've got some good things. I think that we're going to talk about Kate. What is keeping you geeky this, this, uh, holiday season, this beginning of our holiday season. Well, um, after my husband and I finished reading the Binti entire trilogy, cause we read it yes. for the podcast and then we just kept going. Uh, it was a full reread for me, but it was the first time read for him. Uh, we started a new book, uh, this week, uh, he's he's for a while now been after me to try out Stanislaw Lem, uh, who is like one of the sci-fi masters, if you're not familiar with him. And if you're not, yeah. go to Wikipedia. Um, but uh, the book that we talked about reading was Solaris, that there's these like two different, I think, film versions That's of. That's why I knew his name. Yes, okay, yes, I couldn't, he wrote couldn't that. couldn't think of why I knew it. But it's not available um, for libraries in the English language, just in other languages. So we wound up with the Siberiad, which is the word cyber with I-A-D on the end. I've heard of that one too. It is okay. so much fun. If you are looking for something light and easy and funny, it's a collection of short stories set all in the same universe with the same characters. It's these two robots who are inventors in this robot universe and they are best friends slash rivals and things. So some C3PO R2D2 vibes. Oh no, way, way better than that. It's like, like two buddies in competition hilarity. Like they're, they are full personality getting into trouble along the lines of like a Loki and Thor kind of thing. Sometimes Mm. Um, they are so much fun. So if you're like, who is this weird name? What did you say? Stanislaw, S-T-A-N-I-S-L-A-W, Lem, L-E-M. He is translated into English language. I think he's Polish originally. Might be I, wrong on that. That sounds right. Like, I, yeah. I remember looking up Solaris because it's such a, it's such a Big popular, name. like, it's a, it's a huge name, you know, movie. There's the, well, there's yeah. the remake and then there's the one in the 70s, the Tar- I think. Which one's the Tarkovsky one? Oh, Peter would hate me for that because he loves Tarkovsky. Anyway, he's going to listen yeah. to this. Oh, well, it's out there now. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be very disappointed at that point. Yeah. But, so I remember, I remember looking up that, it, you know, that it was based on something, but I, I couldn't think of, uh, of anything. So we, so then I had seen, maybe I saw on Goodreads that you were reading the Siberia. Maybe that's why I've seen that recently. But uh, cool. So, Those are. Those are good recommendations. Then I need to tell you about a book that is good for both grownups and your kids. We'll love it. Okay. Okay. The first book in the series is called Skunk and Badger. Uh, It's basically Wallace and Gromit meets Winnie the Pooh. 
What? Okay, all right, tell me more. I'm excited. So the authors, Amy Timberlake and John Claslin, who is a famous illustrator, has done the illustrations uh, throughout this book. And they are kind of an odd couple thing going on here. And so it's basically skunk can't get a roommate because, hey, he's a skunk. And <laughs> okay, Badger is an important rocket scientist Except that his aunt thinks that he needs a roommate. So she's like, hey, Skunk, you should live here. And Badger's like, I don't know about that. But his aunt owns the house. So Skunk is in. And, well, there's this whole thing with chickens that happens. And it's heartwarming and fun. And it's a full family enjoyment kind of story. I I just looked it up while you were talking here on... uh... On Goodreads, it looks adorable. Right? Wow. It's like a hug. So it's just perfect right now for the holiday season. So this will entertain you. It'll entertain oh. your kids. And it's a series. So. Um, oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, this is exciting. I think. Okay, I'm 100% Book two might have up. only been announced, though. But still. And, oh, it's, I think, um, like 180, 170 pages, something like that. So it's not a huge commitment. This is not reading, you know, Harry Potter or something like that. This is a low pressure one. I think book two might be coming out sometime next year. So you'll be perfectly ready for it. But totally grab this book up. It's worth your time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I'm, I'm genuinely... Genuinely very excited for that. That's, this is great. I was um, doing uh, book ordering for work, and I came across, I'm like, what's this? Wallace and Gromit meets Winnie the Pooh. What? I have to yeah. know what this is. So, Oof. yes, yes. You know, speaking of reading, I think, Tyler, that there's a book that you're really excited about. I mean, we're both really excited about. I was going to say, gonna we are both very out. excited about this. Like, by the time this episode airs, it will have been out you know, around a week and yep. we might be both a little bit blurry eyed in our attempts to, you know, power oh, yeah. through a thousand pages. Tell everybody, Tyler, what we're alluding to. We are looking at the fourth book in Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archives called Rhythm of War. Is it the Rhythm of War or just Rhythm of War? I think it's Rhythm of War. I think War. it's Rhythm of um, War. And, uh, man, his, his, uh, projected at least, uh, unless we go George R. R. Martin with this, uh, his projected 10 book Stormlight Archives series is, um, the most epic of epic fantasy that you can possibly have. Uh, Brandon Sanderson is, um, easily one of my favorite authors who is currently writing today. Uh, it's a continuation after kind of some crazy, insane events of book three. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I can't wait to see. Um, I can't wait to see what happens in in the fourth book, Rhythm of War. Uh, it comes out on Tuesday. I've got mine ready to to ship. I'm, uh, or it should be should be here on Tuesday. Although November seventeenth. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, we're recording this a little earlier than than uh, release date. Um, so November seventeenth is when the book comes out. Uh, I, however, I'm a teacher, and this is the week before Thanksgiving, so we've got lots of, you know projects and things like that oh, that are all yeah. due so i'm i don't think i'm gonna be able to even crack it open so this will be christmas break maybe okay okay weekend Th- th- yeah thanksgiving it should be at least um we're going to visit my parents but uh, but we aren't leaving like right away on saturday so um i might be able to get like a, a good you know long morning of reading uh before that uh before that starts but now if you're we'll listening see. to this and you're going wait 
series long. You just mentioned George R. R. Martin. I'm not even going to bother starting this series because I was already oh. burned on uh, Song of Ice and Fire. Let me reassure you. First of all, Good. Brandon Sanderson is a machine when it comes he to putting is. out these books. The only reason why there isn't one out every year is because he puts out three or four books a year on average. Yeah. He has several series at the same time that he's maintaining. His version, like for him, writing a big book is like eating a pizza. It's like the easiest yeah. thing ever. Um, yep. In one of his... Like he had a challenge yeah. a few years ago to write a novella and it turned into a... Uh, just a short novel like it's it's or uh, sorry, he, sorry he had a challenge to write a short story and it turned into a novella i think is what it was right? yeah he finds yeah. it easier to write big than he does to write small yeah and like there was like a few years back in one of his uh, uh mistborn series he was supposed to turn in one book but he needed to write in an entire other book to figure out how to write that book so he wrote two yeah. and turned them in and surprised the publisher so yep. this guy he, you he's amazing you will not be sorry that you start this this series and you're not going to have to worry that he will never finish. He already knows right. and has known for years what it is. He's not going to be Rothfuss yep. polishing it until his beard is at his toes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the if you're not ready to, to like kick off with some doorstoppers, if he's new a new author to you, mm-hmm. um, I would highly recommend. I think both. I think I can speak for you as well. We both, I think, highly recommend his Myth Mistborn uh, series, which there are currently five in the series. Well, there's there's a, there's a initial them. trilogy. <laughs> So well, there's, there's the original trilogy, trilogy then, then yeah. there's Hero of Ages, I'm and then he wrote shelf. three more. And so uh, I, th- I think you're a couple oh, books you know, I don't, Did he finish the second trilogy? Uh, yeah. Get out of town. Am I behind? This is terrible. I'm gonna, I have to buy another book. <laughs> this, I, I don't I think really I'm wrong on finished. this. No, you 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 probably are right, and I just I was I've been like waiting for it and never shadows of self bands of mourning. I mean, I could be remembering wrong, but I don't think think I am. After bands of mourning, Mistborn six. Wait, maybe you are right. Maybe bands of mourning was the last one he did, and there was a short story that he. Okay, we are not going to spend the entire rest of our time on this episode trying to figure this out. His no, the last one hasn't come out yet. Lost metal. Okay, the last one is, and it's not out yet. So uh, anyway, but so so. Uh, he's got a trilogy called it's the Mistborn trilogy, and then there's a second trilogy that he's he's close to finishing, I guess. Although it's been a while since the last one came out. And if um, you like super big intertwined universes, if you don't, doesn't matter. But if you do, yeah. these books are all in the same universe, and there's like this one character like that shows up in different and, yeah. books as oh, someone wow. you go looking for. Okay, who is he in this book? Mm-hmm. So yes, okay. So we're anyway. definitely excited about that. The other <laughs> thing very... that I'm really excited about as new release is the new season of The Crown is out. Woohoo! Oh my season gosh, four. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. That's another one. I don't know if I'm going to be able to tackle. Again, we're, we're recording this a bit earlier than when this is, when this episode is going to release, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to tackle it until until Thanksgiving. Unless, unless Diana will, will wait down. for you. She will oh, wait. This I is know, the Diana season, y'all. It's killing me. It's killing me. And then I'm going to have to go watch The Queen. As well, which is just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal. I am not sorry about. for you at all. I think this is oh, all good so stuff. Good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, the crown is going to be fantastic. I have been waiting for that for so long. It's I'm, I can't wait. So. It has to be amazing because I commented on Olivia Coleman's uh, Instagram feed last week, and she liked my comment. So that's like oh, it's sealed. You guys are basically best friends. I mean, this is the second time she's liked one of my comments. So we are Ooh. like, Ooh, it's going to be like an invitation Ooh. to lunch next. I'm sure of it. Seriously. Yeah. I think that, yeah, you guys are pretty close to that now. Although I oh. don't know that I can compete with her wardrobe. So maybe no. I should just, you know. Fair. Okay. That's fair. I'm just going to tell her no. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Speaking of odd wardrobes, you want to talk about the Mandalorian? Very much so. So we, uh, do we want to give a spoiler warning or do you think we can do it? We are going to talk about the first three episodes. I mean, not in depth, but like, that's what our conversation is going to be about. Yeah. So if you have not seen uh, the latest episode, the third episode, you might want to wait on this part. Yeah. And actually this might be the last thing. So maybe just, just go until the last two minutes or so of the episode and you'll be able to get, uh, you'll be able to get our, our pitch for the end and what we're kind of what yeah. we're watching next so that you can follow along. So, okay. um, so, okay. So w- when we last talked th- I think just the first episode to come out, right? Um, I, let's see, Chris hadn't watched it yet. So I know he had That's his right. headphones off during that discussion. I think it was just, I think the second episode aired, episode but you one. hadn't seen it yet. And I had, I think Maybe. that's what it might've been. Maybe. Yeah. Because uh, episode two was big, honking spider big enough to yeah. crash the razor's crest into the yes. ground big which was because baby yoda snacked awesome. on one of its babies <laughs> baby yes. yoda's got a snacking issue which actually might be baby because Mando yoda... doesn't feed him enough but well, i like that that's very true we've yeah baby yoda has some eating issues uh, baby yoda baby eats yoda the has babies more... of a sentient species two different sentient species in episode and it's two. just adorable basically like it's you're like oh, it's gross. The second one was Easter gross. Eggs, except yeah. those are real beings. Oh yeah. crap! That mm. just happened. Yeah. yeah. It's. Mm. Uh, but what we do? What I? What was crazy about this? And so this goes. This actually is going to double up as a as another bit of a um, something that I've been watching because of something that just popped up in Mandalorian. Well, we were going to do this anyway, but it really spurred us on mm-hmm. because of what was what happened in Mandalorian. Um, it uh, made Clarice and I start watching or start going back to the Clone Wars. Um, she's watched the, the whole thing. animated she's, show. The animated show, yeah. Um, so not that terrible movie, um, but uh, but that the, didn't the happen. Show. Yeah. We we don't talk about that movie. Um, but but yeah, we we started watching the Clone Wars. So she's watched the whole thing. She's seen it beginning to end. Um, I mean, she kind of grew up on it. I'm a I'm a latecomer. I had seen lots of it. I had watched the first. I don't know, two seasons on and off. Um, but basically since, since this week, uh, we have watched two and a half seasons, I think something like that. Um, and they're short episodes, no joke. Yeah. And, and, uh, we're halfway through season four with the beginning of season five, I think right now. Um, but the reason that we did is because there's a major reveal that comes up in the Mandalorian. There's, there's a couple of them. One, uh, that Death Watch has returned. And so we get Katie, uh, Katie Sackhoff. Sackhoff was in it. I know. I had that moment. Yeah. Of, it's it's, it's the, the her from that. And Peter's like, Katie Sackhoff? And I'm like, yes, yeah. sir. So, oh, yeah, that happened. We love. We love. And she's a character straight out of the Clone Wars. And I haven't watched all the anime stuff. I mean, I started it and then I got sidetracked. But, yeah. like, now we have you know, a different faction of some kind mm-hmm. going on and some hint of government. And she called him a, what functionally amounts to like a cult zealot kind yeah. of thing. Well, and, and as you watch Clone Wars, so so Clarice was not surprised by a lot of this and, and she wasn't surprised by a lot of what's been going on in Mandalorian anyway. Uh, I I didn't know very much because again, only like watching some of it. i babe in the grass with you. <laughs> yeah, it, it, only watching some of it, at, like toward the beginning, and I'd seen some of the Mandalorian episodes, but I hadn't seen the really crazy ones because there's a full all-out war that happens on Mandalore, on, on Mandalore, um, like between the Jedi's, and it's, it's a big insurrection that happens, and she, Katie Sackhoff's character, who now I'm forgetting her name, is uh, is directly in the middle of it, and um, and so what it leads to is there's like 
Clarice actually says something like the, the Mandalorians just love splinter groups. They love mm. splitting off into sects and cults. Uh, and because there's like the mainstream culture, which is kind of just regular normal culture, but then there's, Hey, you aren't following the old warrior ways. And then this other one is you're not following those old warrior ways the way that we should. And then like the Mando, you know, from our, t- our titular character in this live action show is like an ultra conservative version of even these guys who are pretty conservative. Mm. And so, um, and all because, he wants you know, he... to do is to stop being daddy to the baby and yeah. hand it over to the Jedi. Yeah. And that's not it's... quite what's happening yet. <laughs> yeah. I will say, so, though, we're getting quite the number of guest stars because we had Timothy Oliphant, Timothy Oliphant in the first yeah. one. And now Katie. And then the second one, one of the X-Wing pilots, Peter and I identified him from something. Yes. And I forget his I, name now. Ah. I knew his way. I knew his name. And I, I'm going to say it wrong. So I, or I, I'm going to miss. Okay remember it so i won't say but um but he's really he's a, a, a pretty he was an alias like he's a pretty uh yeah, you know common I feel character like there's actor. this lottery out there where famous people who love star wars like put their name in and hope to show up in an episode of the oh 100 percent. i think so well and so even even with that well even titus titus welliver was in this last one uh from bosch he's a, a big character actor he was in um that's where okay i'm like uh, i know him and i just could not place where from so thank you for that yeah um, he's in tons and tons of things can i run something um, by you yeah. Episode one is Star Wars Dune. Episode two is Star Wars Alien. Yep. Episode three, Star Wars Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, hundred percent. I mean, even I think they used some of the prop, same prosthetics, maybe. Uh huh. Uh huh. It even looked like it. Yeah, with the with the Quarren that were walking yes. around the big the squid heads. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's true. That's very true. Um. Uh, like I said, we, we were also watching uh, Clone Wars and John Favreau, creator and writer uh-huh. of, of Mandalorian, is a voice of a Mandalorian, uh, like a, a major Mandalorian <laughs> course, who like course. starts a coup on Mandalore. And so it's it's just like, OK, like this is what you know, this is mm-hmm. like what you just said made me think of that where it's it's famous people. Uh, uh, Liam Neeson went back and did a voice at one point. Uh, he voiced quite on Jin. Um and so it's like they were they were pretty legitimate. I I wrote them off for so long as just that cartoon show. Man, I was wrong. It, it is it's I, fantastic. I feel like television is where Star Wars is going to be at for a while yeah. because with the Skywalker saga over, Solo just should not have been made. And I did not have a lot of confidence where things left off that they had anything figured out with where the Star Wars universe was going to go no. with films. Now with the pandemic and things being pushed off, they might figure all that out. But in the meantime, right. it's well, in shoot, TV. Maybe animated is where they go. Like pandemic wise, you know, they, they, they can be more isolated during yeah. that, during the creation of it. Uh, so Maybe maybe we get more animated shows, and I'm we're planning on just kind of going to Rebels, which I know isn't as. <laughs> it just occurred as... to me you don't have to have Mando wear a mask. He already does. <laughs> true, very true. In <laughs> fact, he's he's the one looking at us like we're crazy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep good point. So uh, yeah. So anyway, I I my my recommendation to you would be. Um, go watch, go watch the Clone Wars. Truly, uh, they're they're <laughs> nice, bite sized. They're you know twenty two minute episodes, snackies um, like Baby Yoda eating. <laughs> truly, and and I will tell you right now, and and you know this is coming from me. I am the like cripplingly like I have to watch every single moment of everything like in order. Yes. Like I can't skip around. You are a chronologist. This is, but this is me t- saying this. If it is a droid centric episode, so read the synopsis first. You skip it. It doesn't matter. It's those are the ones that were like made for the ten year olds and not for anybody else, and uh-huh. they're really really terrible. Um, skip those. Or a drinking all games, of those, but okay. Yeah, um, and and even better. Um, 
go to I, th- I think StarWars.com has it now, but like back in the day, I found it on Reddit. Uh, the, there's an actual like it's one of those like Firefly. It was it was uh, put non chronologically. It was made non chronologically, or sorry, released non chronologically. Um, their episode story arcs are all done in three episodes at a time, mm. and so. Um, so, so you get like twenty eight like, minute episodes, so you get a feature film. Basically, honestly, it's kind of like that. Is is kind of how it goes. So, um, so you watch that to make sure you're watching them in the right order, and then like starting with season three or about halfway through season three, then it's it's all in the correct order. But gotcha. basically, yeah. Anyway, all that to say, we could go on and on, but I think our time is about coming to an end. Well, speaking of threes, what's coming up? We yeah. have a big three coming up for our listeners. So we're trying something new um, yep. in our, I think it's going to be our first episode in December. I believe Could be second, so, yes. but I think it's our first episode in December. We are going to watch, uh, we're going to do a, a director feature. We are going yeah. to do a triptych where we do three films of the director, Denis Villeneuve, who did Arrival, mm-hmm. Blade Runner, the second mm-hmm. Blade Runner. Blade Runner 2049. 2049, yep. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. those are probably which and he's known for Sicario, um, prisoners, etc. So we are doing three of his movies to sort of, you know, explore how, how he works as a filmmaker, his ideas. And this is the original idea came from, uh, the fact that he's doing the new Dune movie and now Dune has been bumped off to, uh, next fall. So there's that, but we still thought it would be really interesting to just dig into him as a filmmaker because he's not as well known to U.S. audiences outside of those couple of films. And that's certainly some geek films. So we've picked three of his films to watch. Um, the first one, Encendie, is, which is the, a French word for, I think, fire is what that is in French. I think so, uh, yeah. It came out in 2010. It is not English language. But it should be still pretty broadly available. It was like up there for all the awards, etc. That was it's an art house film, but it's um, you've already watched it, right? Yes. Yeah. Big family story, etc. That was sort of his last film before he started making big Hollywood features. And so his next film, Prisoners, which came out in 2013, was his first big Hollywood film. That one stars Hugh Jackman. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Viola Davis, uh, uh, Terrence Howard, um, and uh, Paul Dano is in it, mm-hmm. if you remember from uh, Swiss Army Man. Yep. And so uh, that that's his first Hollywood feature. Um, I wanted to do his very first film, uh, major film, but it's just not available anywhere. Uh, so if you don't yeah. already own it, you're out of luck. So we, we didn't do that. So I did his last uh, film before he made it big, Encendie, uh, uh, Prisoners Will Do, which is his first Hollywood film. And then Arrival, which is the, the film that I think gave him... Yeah, that the, put him on the map. That's yeah. where you didn't have to be a, a sci-fi geek to yeah. know about it. Because a bunch of people who aren't into sci-fi loved arrival and passed uh, around the recommendation for it so we thought we'd talk about that one as a you know a peak moment to date in terms of popular consciousness of him that's also a strong sci-fi geek tie-in so um we'd love for you guys to get your hands on these films and watch them um i think i can't remember enough also d was on hulu now um i think you said it was I'll, I'll try and look that up really quick okay but if you go to justwatch.com and plug in all three of these films you can find out where they're available for streaming um 
and your public library might even have them as well. Um, so we will be doing, so we're going to take a break. Oh, that one's not available anywhere, but, uh, to rent on Amazon at the moment on Sundays. Okay. That's a bummer. Uh, worth your time though. It's, uh, the, I should give you, uh, all Sunday and prisoners, both, uh, they're not like arrival in the sense that arrival is a pretty general audience film in, in that both Encendie and Prisoners are intense films and they're not family films. Just to give yeah. you that up front. They are, you know, mom and dad's night in when the kids are sleeping <laughs> or, yeah. you know, whatever. So just be aware that those have some, they're more intense, they're stronger storylines, etc. Um, uh, we are going to be taking a break after this episode for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. And so we'll be off for that. And then our next episode back will be this episode uh featuring these three Denis Villeneuve films so if you want to watch them before we talk about them this is a great time uh to get your hand on those and uh prepare for our discussion yeah uh Tyler any further comments on that no uh I think you think you've done it I'm excited uh, I'm excited especially for Prisoners Prisoners is one that I've been meaning to watch for a very long time and so I'm kind of excited to to dig into that one um, and Arrival is one of my favorites I taught that mm-hmm. um, last year or a, or two years ago uh, at, I did a, um, my school does these we call them Advent electives these little sprint electives uh-huh. um, between Thanksgiving and uh, and Christmas and so I did a sci-fi class in which we watched a bunch of Doctor Who and then we did uh, we did Arrival so cool. that was a lot of fun yeah alrighty well um, you can find us at Geek Card Check on Facebook Instagram and Twitter Until next time, everybody knows the moon's made of cheese. 